So whenever we get the shepherd readings, there's your illustration. It's pretty straightforward. And I still remember someone whose name I will never tell, but who is a longtime member of this church, saying to me, one, one of the first weeks I was here, said something about Jesus above the altar, and he said, that's Jesus? Um, because usually, I think, because he's a very able person, usually you've got Jesus on a cross, or you've got Jesus coming off of a cross with a crown, something like that up here. We have a shepherd. It's a fairly modest idea up there. Right? Shepherds were not a glamorous profession to continue to this day to not be a glamorous profession. It's a person who is out there with sheep all day, probably smells a bit like the sheep, um, and knows them well, is the story of a, a shepherd. So we have a couple of things to cover today, simple things. One is, we can go really far in comparing ourselves for the good and the bad, and we get the, the logical end of this in the Timothy reading. If you want to laugh, Read that Timothy reading again, if you didn't hear it clearly when Bob read it. Basically, Paul says, Jesus is for sinners, and that's the truth. Jesus is for sinners like you and me, and Paul says, but you haven't seen a sinner till you met me. I'm the best at everything, basically, is what Paul is saying, even at sinning. So let's not do that, right? Don't worry that that's what we have to do for Jesus to see you. But maybe another way to put that is, I was so lost, which is, I hope, a better way to imagine what Paul was saying, so lost, could not imagine myself beloved, could not imagine that Jesus was for me, could not imagine that I was okay. Maybe God had made me to be whatever it is, right, that God has made me beloved. Maybe for those who cannot imagine it the most, for Paul, a persecutor of Christians, right, that God is for them. And the way we hear the story, it's interesting, right, to put this next to the fact of the death of the queen a couple of days ago, the queen of, um, Queen Elizabeth, um, is the, what, what, the, what she symbolizes for a lot of people, many complicated things um, for many of us from different parts of the world. For us, um, the head of the Church of England, um, not of ours, but the Church of England, um, and the defender of the faith, which means the defender of the sacraments, um, which is central to our living together and our being as Episcopalians. But for many, literally what she, re what she represents in a church, in a country that's not very religious, is continuity and tradition probably as close an idea, an idea, as close as you could get to an idea of how we think about what God is for those of us that are religious, right? Ancient, stable, steady, maybe professing values, or we will find values, right, if we don't see them publicly, that seem to be for us the ones we would aspire to. The way the queen used to talk about that was very specifically not about goodness or righteousness, but about a lifetime committed to one thing, to one vocation. Most of us cannot imagine. Can you imagine one job that you knew you were gonna have from as soon as you could understand what life might be about? One thing, forever, unmovable. I can imagine, I can imagine a little bit looking back at something I did in my 20s and how interesting it would be to still be in that place 30 years later, right? How much wisdom um, and weight we could bring to that with that much time. It's not a way most of us get to live, but it's a way Jesus got to live. And Jesus says today, as he sits among sinners, and by sinners, people that are making other people's lives difficult, not people that are questioning themselves, really complicated people, troubled people. He says among them, as he sits among them, God is like a shepherd who has a hundred sheep and loses one and goes to find the lost one 
risking all the others, leaving the others, assuming they're going to be just fine because they've been fine, goes to look. God is like a woman who loses a coin and looks and looks and looks and seems compulsive and should calm down and should sit, should sit down and should stop and won't because we'll find it, must find it, and then celebrates possibly more lavishly than the value of the thing that she's found. That God seeks us, it says. God doesn't seek us so that we can be self-righteous. God doesn't seek us so that we can be proud of our humility. God seeks us in the parts of us that are lost, that are caught up in the ways of the world of prestige, of power, of honor, of different than we are made to be. God seeks you. God seeks me. God seeks for us to know that in this world, God loves that radically, that those who are lost in this world, unredeemable, unrepairable, are the people that God seeks. So don't forget that that guy is meant to be Jesus. That's who we're supposed to be looking at. And it's a pretty modest character, isn't it? Out among the mess, probably smells like that mess around him. But that's where you are to be found.